That was Dr. Richard Miller. Uh, this is Dennis Mundy and with my co-host, uh, Phil Goldberg, author of American Veda, and uh, our show, Spirit Matters, spiritmatterstalk.com. Uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, that uh, interview, uh, Phil, especially because my own background is in clinical psychology. I was in graduate school around the same time he was and experienced the same, you know, uh, rejection of anything to do with uh, anything coming from the East when I was in graduate school and how things have changed. But uh, he's doing some great work, some fascinating yes. stuff. Yeah, he is. And he um, has been doing it for, for a long time now. And so I'm sure a lot of the uh, research um, has gotten sophisticated and probably uh, published in, in reputable journals and so forth. I was I majored in psychology too, but um, I just got so disillusioned back in the '60s that I, I actually I switched to sociology and then left graduate school, yeah. um, and never had the chance to do the integration. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I, I attempted it, and it it was no no. I mean, I was in a program that was very like Freudian psychoanalytical. Yeah. They thought this stuff was from Mars. Uh, but what what's happened is psychoanalysis has pretty much gone out the window. I, I don't know of anyone that does that anymore, and, and certainly uh, it's uh, there aren't many places where it's sort of the basis of the clinical approach. Uh, the other thing I, I think would be interesting is uh, I, I'm fascinated now by all the research and publications with uh, all different types of people that he's been involved with, and I know uh, you know uh, many other types of meditation are being researched now and have been over the years. I wish there was some pooling of all the information, all the data, and the different groups, uh, you know, coordinated their efforts. We had somebody on from the, uh, 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 Paul Mills as uh, the director of uh, research for the Chopra Center. We've had TM folks on. And a lot of research being done, and uh, I, I think it should all be uh, put together and integrated and looked at uh, it would uh, it wouldn't surprise me that somebody's either done it or is doing it um, at this point. There, it would seem that the the research has matured to the point where uh, people see a, a you know a whole body of results that have certain things in common. It's being taken seriously. Um, when we had Roger Walsh on, I remember uh, we were talking about. The, the maturation of research on, on meditation and it's uh, getting to be understood that there are different forms and uh, different forms of practice might produce different results and, and uh, that can be quantified in different ways and might be applicable to, in different settings for different people. So I think, you know, it's starting to shape out that way and it wouldn't shock me if somebody's doing some kind of master study uh, putting it all together at this point. Right. Also, his uh, thoughts on, <coughs> or his uh, observations of Hatha Yoga. Uh, I know a lot of people that do Hatha Yoga. So, you know, I think most people do it to feel better and, and to look better. Uh, and then uh, in terms of uh, really using it to develop uh, their spirituality, I think that's a smaller percentage. But I do think, like he said, he'd go to a yoga class and give a talk and I think those people, even if they're in there just to look better, would be extremely receptive to uh, to taking it the, the the next step. And actually, all right, you're going to look better, you're going to feel better, but this will actually uh, bring you to some deeper reality. Uh, I think yeah. people would be extremely receptive to that. And you've probably had a lot of experience 
speaking to groups like that. Well, I have, and I've spoken to a lot of yoga teachers, and um, that seems to be the consensus. I mean, it's disturbing in many ways that um, the word yoga has come to mean uh, stretching and bending and, you know, asana practice. Uh, And we've had people on the show talking about this. Um, That is unfortunate, but at the same time, as Richard was indicating with what he called pragmatic optimism, um, people come to these things from where they are. And most, more people are interested in their physical health and feeling better physically than are interested in spiritual practices at this point. And so that's their entry point. And if they're drawn to it to uh, look better or heal their back pain or get good night's sleep or whatever it is, it often is the beginning of something more, especially if they go to a, a good yoga class where where there's some depth where at least you know they might experience something internally some inner peace some expansion of the mind and they say whoa wait i you know i didn't expect this what else is there to this and if the teacher lets them know there's more um then then it's an entry point right. and we shouldn't you know <laughs> diminish that right right i mean my experience in yoga classes i've taken at the end uh, they've almost always had some period where you had your eyes closed and settled into it. And that was always, to me, what was most uh, charming. And I, I remember Eddie Stern, who runs that big yoga, yoga studio yeah. in New York, had, had on the show. He said that was his experience when he started doing yoga was he was most, most taken by the period at the end where you just lie down uh, to the point, you know, he just went uh, into that, you know, unbounded state of, of consciousness. And uh, he, you know, that's what uh, got him motivated. So yeah, I, I and Richard said said yeah. something similar. You know, he went to an uh, uh, integral yoga institute class, he said, back in 1970 or 71, whatever it was, and it was during that uh, meditation period after asana that um, he sort of had that uh, life-changing experience. Right. Also, Richard spoke about uh, his, uh, as a result of his spiritual practice over years, uh, different uh, ex- different experiences he's had with sleep, and I, to me that was fascinating because I, I haven't heard many people speak on that. And uh, you know, I know it's a, a common experience among people who practice meditation to have that sort of what we might call witnessing of sleep or being aware the body's asleep, but there's still some awareness in the mind. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, from what he said, some research has been done in that area, and I, I, that's something I personally will look up and I, I'd be curious yeah. to learn more about. And it's interesting, too, because, as he said, yoga nidra, which is a central practice he's been uh, using, uh, is, is uh, associated with uh, sleep. It's like done lying down. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, some, uh, it's in some uh, applications meant to be done uh, before sleep as a sleep aid and, and one that would... Um, uh, not only foster physical rest, but this, you know, shift of consciousness. And um, I don't know much about the practice itself and the traditional way it's taught, but I know that Richard's one of uh, other uh, several people, at least, who are adapting it to use in our culture. And I, I find that piece of it fascinating, not just the, the sleep aspect and right. the yoga nidra aspect, but the, the adaptation 
Um, and this is, you know, an ongoing story and one that continues to interest me, you know, one that when I was researching American Veda just kept coming up all the time and can often be controversial. It's how do you take these teachings from an ancient culture, a different culture, a different uh, set of um, values and, and uh, social mores and imagery and uh, so forth, and adapt them to modern Western life. Mm-hmm. And all the gurus had to do it. Now you have Westerners who are well-trained, like Richard, doing it. But you also have people just sort of doing it a little carelessly and willy-nilly, mm-hmm. and, you know, where you might lose something in the process. <laughs> this is a fascinating piece of the story. Where does Yoga Nidra come from? Is there one teacher that... Uh, I don't know. I don't know that. I, I don't know that. Yeah. I'm sure it could be looked up, but... It could just be uh, the name of, of an approach or a method that has uh, no known origin or many uh, you know, different forms have evolved over the years, just like Hatha Yoga. There's a lot of different forms of Hatha Yoga. So. Right. It was uh, also interesting, he mentioned uh, uh, Swami Satchidananda, one of his ex- first exposures to uh, Hatha Yoga. He was, a, as I understand it, very traditional in his teaching and uh, for those that saw the movie Woodstock or were there, he was yeah. the guru who spoke in the beginning. And uh, when we had Prudence uh, Farrow on our program recently, uh, and she she talked about her spiritual journey, and she's the woman behind the song "Dear Prudence." Uh, she uh, mentioned her time with uh, Swami Satchidananda and was very yeah. you know deeply impressed with him. Yeah, a lot of people, especially in New York and San Francisco got off on their uh, yoga journey uh, through Satchidananda. He was a very important factor, especially after the exposure from Woodstock. Um, but we should get somebody from his lineage yeah. on. That'd um, be great. Let's, let's do that, yeah. yeah. Well, an- another good one. And I just want to say, uh, I, uh, Phil, I wanted to mention, we got an email from a gentleman in, in Minneapolis who uh, said he enjoys our show and listens to, to it at work. And especially uh, when we have our discussion he said he feels like he's sitting around with friends uh, discussing uh, spirit matters, so spirituality. So uh, a shout out to him, and uh, uh, I hope we have many people enjoying. And 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 please uh, uh, send in to the to us uh, any questions or advice or uh, uh, recommendations for people to interview. We have a, a actually quite a backlog of people now, but we're always interested in getting more. And uh, again, spirit matters, spiritmatterstalk.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you all. Thanks, Dennis. See you next time.